Variety Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hey, how's it going, guys? We have a special uh, episode of the Blue Notes uh, podcast today. I am your host, uh, Brandon, and with me I have my co-hosts, Josh and Steve. Uh, they are also with the Variety Sports Network as well. Josh, he has his uh, shows, Cardinals Chronicles and uh, Seventh Inning Stretch. And Steve, he's done, done a lot of the uh, five whole episodes with me. And now this is his first uh, Blues Notes episode. But for today, we actually have a special guest. Uh, he is a uh, – he is – He's from native from St. Louis. Uh, he is the organist for the St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, his name is Jeremy uh, Boyer. Uh, bring him on the screen and let him introduce himself. How are you doing, Jeremy? Good. How about you guys? Uh, doing great. Fantastic. Uh, great. How, uh, with, I figure if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself with everything, I'm sure a lot of people may, may or not know who you are, so... You want to take the time and introduce yourself and we'll get at it. Okay. Again, Jeremy Boyer. Um, been the organist for the St. Louis Blues for, I think, 15 seasons. Um, this is my 11th season with the Cardinals. I play all the Blues games. I play, like, um, I don't know, like 40% maybe of Cardinals games, just enough to keep busy when the Blues are out of, you know, off in the off season. So, um, fun stuff. But uh been playing since I was a little kid and, that's awesome um so i guess we'll kind of get into the questions i'll start and then we'll kind of go around and ask different questions as the thing kind of goes on but uh first thing i want to kind of ask you is where kind of where did you start with your music career what made you want to kind of get into doing what you're doing um so i grew up in potosi missouri about an hour south of st louis um was in music i was in you know it's a small town so i could do a little bit of everything. I was in music classes, choir band. I played football. I wrestled. I ran track. I played baseball in the summer. So like that, that marriage of, of music and sports was pretty unique, you know, for that perspective. Uh, it, it worked out really well for me because it gave me that opportunity to, to learn sports really well, but also learn music really well. And it's a good marriage for what I'm doing now, of course. But uh started doing that, you know, I was about 12 or 13 years old. I started playing a little bit on the organ. Um, kind of taught myself early on. Um, my mom had kind of played organ whenever she was a teenager and helped me a little bit, but uh, most of it was just my desire to want to learn how to do it. Um, and then as I got older, I started taking a little bit more formal lessons and went from there. That, that's super cool, man. You don't see a lot of people playing organ anymore, it seems like. No. I mean, you know, and for me, and it's a lot of organists, you know, you know, going to church, you hear the organ, and it's like, hey, man, that's kind of a cool thing, you know, and uh, – mm-hmm. I got into it and, you know, it's just, it's a neat instrument, of course, and, you know, every organ's unique. So every one of them sound different. Um, and not only that, but every organ, you can like change the sounds up and make it different, which is what I like more about, you know, the organ than the piano. Cause uh, the piano is cool at all, but it's the same sounding thing all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, every organ's like a little symphony and you can change it up and make it sound whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Is that what all the, the different tabs and everything are on them? Yeah, so yeah, you have like your your brass instruments, your woodwind instruments, you have strings, you have sometimes percussion or different things. So yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Man. Really neat. Oh. Who do you think that uh who do you think that was your biggest inspiration growing up as you were uh kind of learning your craft and honing your talents? Well, I mean, obviously Ernie Hayes was the guy in town whenever I was a kid and um love listening to him and I would try to mimic what he would do, you know, at home watching on TV or whatever. And I'd hear something and try to play it by ear or try to figure it out. And, um, you know, even to today, there's, there's stuff that I probably learned when I was like 13 or 14 years old and just listening on the radio that I play that probably sounds similar to what he did, but maybe not exactly the way he did it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's just going so, uh, Jeremy, um, so what else do you play besides the organ? Um, and what's, what, since you said you can change the sounds of the organ, what's your favorite sound to go with? Um, so, yeah, I play piano as well, obviously. I played percussion in school, played the saxophone. My, my major in college 
was actually vocal music. So singing and whatnot, which I use in my full-time job. I work at a church in South County and sing and play a lot. So that comes in handy there. Um, as far as organ sounds, um, I like it big and as full as I can make it at blues games, to be honest. Like I wanted to sound full and fill out the buildings. You know, if it's not loud, it's not my fault. It's because the audio engineer hasn't turned me up. <laughs> Fair enough. And, yeah. and, and kind of in speaking all that, I know it was really, I know you probably enjoy getting really into it at the blues games and even probably the Cardinal games as well. What was it like for you whenever, uh, the blues were going through the Stanley cup run. I'm sure that had to be something that really inspirational to you to be able to contribute a little bit to the, uh, to the organization. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, obviously very awesome. And, you know, we all grow up and it's forever. It's they never won the big one. They never won the Stanley cup. And, you know, it would be awesome just to win it once. And um, to be able to be a part of that is just amazing. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that they've done it 50 years and never won and, you know, even like, you know, before me, the great organist who played before me with Ernie Hayes and Norm yeah. the original organist, you know, they never got to do the, op- had the opportunity to do what I got to do, which is, you know, it blows my mind a little bit, but, uh, you know, it was, it was obviously very cool. We'd been to the Western Conference finals before in 2016 and, you know, that didn't go our way that time, but, uh, to get to go to the, the final was pretty cool. And then to beat Boston, I think was, I don't think you could have been any better than that. Like, uh, yeah. you know, an original six team you're beating a team that you'd had history with not only in hockey and you know the early years of the franchise but you'd had history with this team in baseball and in football and in basketball we played them in every sport so to beat them i think was the icing on the cake and um it wouldn't have been the same if it was the carolina hurricanes i don't i mean it's still a bit cool but just to be able to be boston i think was was even more awesome right absolutely <laughs> Uh, Go ahead, Steve. Okay, sorry, man. Um, don't mean to trip up over you, but do you? Uh, as I mean, you're at all the Blues games, so you can you can probably tell a difference. Can you tell a difference between the excitement level of like a regular season game versus like when you get in the playoffs and and how how that goes? Is there just like a major difference in how the fans cheer and all that? And yeah, I mean, there's there's and it's it's the same with baseball too. I mean, you could you can kind of tell. In the building, like especially before the game, there's a buzz in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I would usually play the team out before their pregame warmups. You know, I'll play it. And there's, you know, a, a, maybe a few thousand in the building, but not, you know, like five or six. Everybody else is kind of the concourses or they're listening to the pregame band and that kind of stuff. And there's not that much excitement. But come playoff time, whenever you do that, and you hit that first note on the base of the pedal of the organ, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that big bomb, bomb. And everybody's right in it. You can hear just everybody, you know, start cheering and clapping along and definitely a different buzz for sure. And then uh, baseball is the same way. I mean, you will have games during the regular season where it's like, man, it's about as close to playoffs as it gets. Uh, yeah. like the game the other night against the Yankees, the Sunday night game where uh-huh. they won 12 to nine, that was about as close to a division or, you know, league championship kind of game atmosphere mm-hmm. is what you're going to get in the regular season. Yeah. Was that uh, the game where they had the forty-eight thousand fans? I think like that was the mo- four, maybe. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, forty-seven. I think that that Sunday, but that was just you know the back and forth between the Cardinals and the Yankees that day. You know where the Yankees scored first and the Cardinals answered back, and it was just like that all game. Mm-hmm. And it was a four-hour and twenty-five game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth yeah. it, man. It was, it was a great game. Um, so I'm not gonna. Peg you with uh, who do you prefer playing for? Because uh, I don't, I would not want you to reveal that in any way, shape, or mean. I'm sure you love both. Um, but what's your? Can you give us your favorite memory from a Cardinals game? And then besides, I mean, we didn't win the Stanley Cup at home. So, what's your favorite uh, Blues moment uh, being the organist? Well, we didn't win it at home, but I'll, I'll give you this caveat: we did. So. The, the the Western Conference Finals, I guess it was, about halfway through that, after the you know the hand pass game, yep. we go back mm-hmm. to San Jose and we win that next game. Um, I think that was game four, correct? Yeah, it was game four. I think so, yeah. So I think we played game five at home, and then when we went back out for game six, they decided to start doing the watch parties at Enterprise Center. 
Yep, I do remember that. I was, I, there for, I was there for that night for the game six. So I'd had a, like a vacation set up thinking like, oh, we're going to be out of town. I don't have to worry about it. I can watch it on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we come back. They moved the organ down to the lower bowl, you know, and we played for that. And that was, of course, a huge game, and we won and yep. uh, all that stuff. But uh, from there on out, we played every single game at Enterprise Center as far as I was concerned because we had the watch parties for every game. And yep. it was sold out every night. It was 19500 or whatever they call it now. And uh, – you know, I I know it was on the board, but man, just that that run from the Western Conference Finals to the Stanley Cup was amazing, and to have the entire building sold out every night to watch, even on the away games, was it was just so cool. It was just like a combined, like it just like you didn't want it to stop. It was every other night, and it was just uh, it was awesome experience. And then of course hoist, hoisting the cup uh, the at the rally, you know, under the arch, you know, you're there with the players, and that was that was awesome for me too, and to think. All the players, the greats you watched growing up, you never had that opportunity, and you know you're getting the whole of the cup under the arch, and it's pretty awesome. So. <laughs> I'm sure that had to be pretty emotional for you to be able to lift the cup. Yeah, it was. It was. It was cool. And then I got invited to a, uh, I guess a cup watch party or whatever with one of the coaches uh, later, and I got to play with the urge on stage, and um, you know we got to drink out of the cup and get to spend some time with it, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I, yeah. by, that's cool, by, man. Do that, but. And then Cardinals. Uh, where I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I played for. I was a just gonna of- say I wasn't aware that you played at the the watch parties. I didn't because I was I was living in Indiana at the time. I never got to go for it, so I had no idea that, or I wouldn't have asked you that question. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know if another organist you know to hang on the Blues here. I don't know another another organist who played for all seven games of a Stanley Cup final in front of a sold out crowd, whether it's road or home. I. I mean, that's pretty unique, you know, and then you have, I'm not even thinking, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's really happened with the blues, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm not thinking about the NHL all-star game, the winter classic, you know, and then how many guys have had the opportunity to play for a hockey game and a baseball game at the same organ, you know, yep. in a stadium, mm-hmm. which is so, uh, baseball. I played for a couple of one hitters, uh, Michael Waka, and then I've recently Michael, uh, Michaelis's one hitter, which was, you know, they both came down, I think the last out which kind of sucks, but it was still pretty cool. Um, Harrison Bader's in the park home run was kind of cool. A couple of uh, clinching games for the Cardinals, so those are pretty fun. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, kind of in speaking of the Cardinals and the Blues, I, I was kind of just browsing through uh, some of your stuff that you had on Twitter, and I noticed that but it was actually the one of the things that you actually had penned on your uh, account was where you – it was during the Western Conference Finals of this year, or no, I think it was first. It was the first round because we were playing Minnesota, and you were actually playing for. You were playing the car at the Cardinals that night, and I, I was just curious how that felt to you. Whenever going through playing for the Cardinals, and then they're like, "Well, you, well, you want to play the marching or the Blues go marching in," and then being able to hear the crowd. Instead, like I, I get there chanting for the Cardinals at the time, but it seemed like all of a sudden they just changed, flipped over, and uh, the whole stadium rung out and uh, let's go Blues. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And, of course, you know, there, there's so many great fans in St. Louis that are diehard Blues and Cardinals fans, and a lot of the same guys who I'll see season ticket holder-wise at Cardinals, I'll see at Blues as well, which is awesome to have that support. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. And the same way with the guys who worked there too. All the, the ladies and the guys that I work with in the scoreboard room are big blues fans. They support the blues. There's not a big rivalry there where they're like, Oh, the blues, you know, we're the Cardinals. Uh, everybody kind of works together and they cheer for each other and vice versa in both buildings. And, uh, you know, we had it up on the, one of the screens. There's lots of monitors in the scoreboard room that do all the different, uh, video boards, but they had the blues game up there the whole game long during the Cardinals game. You know, and we're kind of trying to watch it and pay attention to our jobs. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, sure that had, I'm sure they probably got hard at times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of downtime in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. uh, they scored that goal while I was playing. Here comes the king, you know, right before the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. And you know, while I'm playing, they're like, hey, Jeremy, we're going to do this. Be ready to switch over. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So, you know, they, it was really all on the fly. They showed the video of the replay of the goal. Um, you know, they hit the go horn. They had me play when the blues go marching in, snuck in a let's go blues. Everybody chanted it. It was pretty cool. 
That's awesome, man. Oh yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> hmm. So you're you're talking about uh how they just kind of did that all on the fly, right? Yeah. Um so at a, at a normal blues game, I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening, right? Like you've got the DJs playing, you've got the hosts interviewing fans, um, tons of media on the screen and stuff. Um, are there like certain times that you're allowed to play or how do you know when it's you're up, you know? Um, um, so it's different for each, each place at, at blues. There's a director who's on headset. You'll usually see me at the, the ear headphones or whatever on over the ears and uh that's two purposes one so i can hear what the hell i'm playing because <laughs> it's bouncing all over the place where i'm at there's a concrete ceiling right above me so you know the sound jumps in there and it bounces all around and there's the delay from the distance from where i'm at so i can hear in my ear when i'm playing which is great yeah uh, the other purpose is to hear the director and the other people on the game night crew so he'll usually say at blues you know there are certain things that i play for i know i'm going to play for uh penalties uh goals against or goals for um into period mm-hmm. you know most of the time i know when i'm going to play those kinds of things but you know just the every average whistle uh it just depends what the director is feeling and he'll say you know next whistle i want the organ or i want the dj or you know we're going to run a video that kind of right. stuff so, you know that's i'm kind of up to the mercy of whoever's calling the game <laughs> as to when i get to play and how much i get to play um yeah for sure yeah, and then there's times where there's a lull, and I'll just feel it, and I know nothing, nothing's going to happen, and I'll sneak in a Let's Go Blues or something. That's just kind of improv- improvisation. But Yeah. And yeah. I, DJ there, Carl Middleman's been there longer than I have even, but we've worked together now, I guess, 15 seasons, and we kind of, I wouldn't say we're like a married couple, but, I mean, we kind of know what each other's tendencies are, and I think we play well together for that. You know, when there's something that happens, we kind of know what each other's going to do. Mm-hmm. So even when the isn't calling it, we kind of have a – you know, an inclination of what's going to happen there and who's going to take it. And and there are times where we step on each other, but it's not very often. It's most of the time we kind of know. And then at the Cardinals, I can pretty much do whatever I want, whenever I want, which is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Especially during play, you know, I could play between every pitch. You know, the DJ just kind of lets me do my own thing. Um, when I'm playing, you know, we talked about Ernie Hayes. Um, uh, the first base hit of every inning, I play the old – Base hit fanfare he'd play the ba 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 da ba ba da 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 da. So uh, that's something I like to do, and I try mm-hmm. to make it my own whenever I'm there. And then Dwayne does his own thing whenever he's playing, and uh, you know, there's no call to uniformity where we have to be the exact same guy. So he yeah. kind of does his thing, and I kind of do my thing. There you go. Yeah, it's cool. You guys get to kind of do your own, do your own. Uh style on there so that's that's cool they let you have the freedom to do that so yeah so do you have a uh favorite song that you play at the blues games or at the cardinals games like is there one that sticks out that when they call for it you just kind of get jazzed up and you're ready to rock and roll or is that everything you play all the time anything you touch yeah i mean you know obviously like like a blues like when the blues are marching in is like obviously like the highlight of my night you know because that means Mm. something good's happened uh, and the same way with Cardinals, like, you know, maybe take me out to the, or, or uh, here comes the King. But like, as far as like songs themselves, like it's, it's kind of hard to pick like a specific song. You're like picking between your children. I think sometimes, um, <laughs> which one's your favorite, but I mean, think about your musical taste, like what you really like today, you know, in two months from now, you're going to have a different go-to song, you know, and right. it's kind of like that with me too and playing. And there's something, man, like for a while I might just be jazzed up about and, you know, but then I catch on to something else and I'm like, you know, I really like this. And, you know, and, and that's one of the things I try to do all the time is constantly keep learning and keep doing, you know, if you go to games, you're probably going to hear something that's top 40, you know, new, new stuff. And I try to do that, but I'll still do classic rock and, you know, I try to spread it around. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, as the, uh, Can you kind of, I know with everything kind of going on with the two teams, is there a certain game between the two teams that uh, was most exciting for you being a part of from kind of your perspective at all? Um, I don't know. Like I said, uh, you know, obviously the the highlight type things, the the cup and playoff Mm -hmm. Cardinals and stuff. Uh, I think one of the coolest things maybe for me, 
in my time doing doing it is that uh there's been a couple of times I've played both in the same day. And that's yeah. pretty cool. Like, you know, you're I'll play a Cardinal afternoon game, then I'll walk down the street and I'll play a blues playoff game. You know, I've done that twice now where I've I think at least twice now where I've played Cardinals in the afternoon, you know, a noon game and then going down the street for game six of the, you know, Stanley Cup final or, you know, not Stanley Cup final, but a, a game, you know, that night at Enterprise Center. And sometimes they're both televised nationally. Like, in, you know, I know one year it was on Fox, big Fox for Cardinals. I think it was like 2012 is right after we played the Brewers in the NLCS the year before. Um, so, you know, Cardinals Brewers and noon, and then we went, we played LA that night, you know, it was on uh, NBC or whatever it was at the time. And they're both nationally televised. And it's just, you know, it's kind of cool to get to say, Hey, I've been on national TV on two different networks, you know, and I get to do <laughs> different games and I mean, all that goes with it. It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. And something that if I had told myself when I was a little kid that that would happen, I'd be like, right. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, oh, I was just going to say that's, that's super neat, man. I, you know, I, a lot of people dream about, you know, doing some of the stuff that you get to do, um, which that's, that's super awesome. I, I was thinking the other day as I was trying to come up with questions for you, um, as the team organist, it's almost like you have a huge contributing factor, um, for kind of like how the crowd's feeling and how they cheer and react to different situations. How does that affect your outlook on the game, like, or on your job each game, you know, knowing that you're kind of the person that pushes, you know? Yeah. I mean, I always try to stay positive. Um, and even like, you know, in games where maybe it's not so great and we're getting kind of, you know, mm-hmm. our butts handed to us, whatever. Then I try to do something that's going to be a little bit more fun or it might get a chuckle out of the fans or something just kind of light to keep the mood light because everybody still wants to be entertained and everybody still wants to have fun. And if there's a way I can do that, you know, maybe a clappy thing isn't going to work at that moment because everybody's out of the game, but you know, mm-hmm. we've done sing along stuff and, you know, and uh, like I said, just to keeping it fun and keeping it light, I'll do that. But, um, you know, yeah, I definitely take a lot of pride in keeping the fans going. And, you know, there's a big moment sometimes where, you know, I'll just, you know, especially like, you know, like a Cardinals, I'll do like a big, like, build up or a big like uh clap along thing to get the you know get all forty thousand people cheering and then mm-hmm. something big happens you're like man you know you don't know but maybe it is part of it maybe that's kind of helped you know push the momentum towards the cardinals or the blues oh yeah absolutely did i did i hear you uh tell you what um during a couple games last year did you did you, did you end up playing like the abc fu song yeah yeah, <laughs> like after moment. a goal or something, <laughs> you can't be overly serious there, right? You can't right. be like, "Oh man, this really sucks." Bummer music. Like right. you got to have fun with it, and like everybody else uh-huh. is bummer. At least it kind of puts a smile on their face. I feel like, you know, right? Yeah, I a score next. You know, <laughs> I had I was sitting in the crowd and I uh I heard you play that on the organ. It's before I had followed some of your stuff, and I was like. This dude's savage right here. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. It's one of those things I think that like, and you know, not only that, but it, it checks a couple of boxes. One, it's like a newer hit, you know, but also it kind of, it really fits that moment, I feel like. And where else are you going to use it at? Like besides when the other team scored a goal. It's like, it's. I think it's, you know, it's kind of a perfect matchup there. So, yeah, I, I agree. I enjoyed that a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's on the organ. So nobody can say that I, broke any kind of you know if you know the song that's on you you know yeah oh right yeah for like <laughs> what is that like for copyrights and stuff and There's stuff no like that they can't say i used any bad words because i was on the organ <laughs> hey, it saves you ass <laughs> <laughs> so uh jeremy and i don't know if you can answer this one um who's the most fun player on each team in your opinion I'm sure you get some time with the players, right? I, I don't usually bother them too much. They've got their job to do, you know, and I don't want to be the guy who, like, breaks their focus and then they go complain to Doug Armstrong or whoever who's like, you can tell that organist to leave him the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I usually, you know, if I see him, they, you know, they usually wave and I, you know, head nod or whatever, and I let them do their, their pregame routines and kind of leave them alone. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean – I, I love Jordan Bennington, man. I, I know he had an up and down season last year and then 
finished really strong, but I love that fiery attitude. I love that he's swinging sticks at guys. I mean, that's first of that's blues hockey to me. Like doesn't give a damn about the other team and doesn't care what they think. And, you know, yeah. I'm a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, I, like I said, I know he kind of had some, some downtime this year, but you know, he found a way to come back and I, I, I admire him for that. And, um, and I mean, you can't, He's the first guy to ever win the cup for St. Louis, too. I mean, yeah, you can't really take that away from him. Yeah, anyway. anything ever again. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. He won all 16 games, too. So, I mean, that's yeah. a NHL record. So, yeah. And then on the, the Cardinals side, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, it's like, uh, you know, with Yachty, it's the same kind of. I love that. I love that, that, that bulldog attitude where don't you mess with me, you know, or my teammates. Chris Carpenter kind of had that before that, even with his own guys, you know, like Brendan Ryan, they got into that altercation because yeah. Brian wasn't ready to go. And Carpenter said, get your ass out on the field, you know? And, <laughs> you know, I love that. I love that, like, that demeanor because that's kind of how I prepare. I mean, it's it's just me, but I'm always like, you know, so many people are like, oh, aren't you tired of this? Don't, you know, this should be just so easy. You've done it for so long. But, like, man, every game I'm preparing for it, like, you know, like it's my first game. And then that's kind of how I approach it. And I like yeah. that demeanor in other guys too, you know, and their work ethic and the blues, you know, that gritty and come to work every day manner. Yeah. That kind of keep, kind of keeps the, uh, the joy to it, I guess, in a way, because in a way, if you get too comfortable with it and you just go with emotions at, at a certain point, you just were like, all right, this is like getting to be boring for me. And I don't know, like, I mean, in a way it with being where you're at now with being with the Cardinals, with being with the blues, I, in a way that like a pinnacle in a way. And I, do you see like that going a whole lot further than like where you're at now? Or is it this kind of like the end all be all kind of thing for you? Um, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing for sure. And, you know, if that time ever comes to an end, then, you know, I, I don't really have anything to complain about. You know, I feel like I've mm-hmm. accomplished, you know, there's not many guys who have got to do what I've got to do and, you know, who have, who's ever won a Stanley Cup in St. Louis, you know, playing the organ. So, yeah. you know, got to do that. Like I said, I got to play for the NHL All-Star game, the Winter Classic. You know, what else is there? I mean, I've, yeah. I felt like I've done it now. and But that doesn't stop my desire to want to keep doing a good job and coming every day, you know, playing my best and those kinds of things. But um, I'm pretty satisfied with what I've done so far, but I'm I'm always eager to, to do the next thing. I hear you. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> well, I know. Oh, were you going to say something? You can go ahead. No, I was going to say you're up, buddy. It's your turn. Oh, okay. I got you, man. <laughs> I, uh, I know. I, I always really enjoy coming to the games and getting to be a part of, uh, just the, the crowd in general. Um, but you know, and and you're a you're a big part of that, man, because you, you know, you you play and you you help us feed off of the game, and um, and I've actually I've actually got something to to ask you, but it's not necessarily about the Blues. It's about a tweet that you put out the other day, um, and I was I was just kind of surprised by it, to be honest. Um, you'd put out about uh, going to the Cardinals game, and that you actually had to pay more for parking than to actually get into the game that that's crazy man <laughs> what happened there so i wasn't playing so this isn't like i'm supposed to be working there and i'm coming to the game i came i brought my daughter this is one of the games i'm not playing for oh. my daughter's like dying to so my daughter is just as musical she loves music like i do she wants to be on broadway one day so she's got on this like she's nine years old she's big into new york She's big into like, I want to be on Broadway one day. We visited there. She's like addicted to all things New York. She's still a big Cardinals fan, loves Yachty. Um, but she wanted to see the Yankees play in person, which never happens, you know. Mm-hmm, right. I, I was like, we're going to go to the, we're going to go. So I had played at mass that morning at the church I worked for, you know, and didn't get out till noon. Games mm-hmm. at like 1.15. The lot I usually play park at south of the stadium takes care of me. So I can't complain. They, yeah. I'm always good there whenever I'm coming. But because I came so late because, you know, I'm playing mass beforehand, they were already booked. And it, because there's so many people coming to watch this, you know, 47, 48,000 people, they're already, they're already sold out. So the only choice we really had that was anywhere near the stadium was the, the parking garage. 
And we got there and it was 40 bucks. And I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> for our tickets. You know, so I'm like, we're paying more to park here than we are to watch the game. Yeah. Okay. So you don't actually play but the Oregon at every single game. There's games that you're, you kind of have off the year. It can actually go and actually just go and watch the games. For, for Cardinals, yeah. Blues, I play okay. every um, okay. uh Cardinals, though, yeah, there's there's me and another guy, which is great because – and that's the same way in Chicago, the same way the Yankees have it. There's two guys. Um, 162 or 81 even is, is a really long season. And sometimes you have yeah. 10 or 12 games in a row and you have a wife and kids or, you know, another job or both. And that's – it makes for a long, long couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's someone, you know, to kind of – play with too, you know, and take turns is, is nice because, you know, it breaks that up. Cause I did that, you know, I played in Memphis before I played Cardinals or blues and I did all 71 and they only did seven, 71 in the minors home games mm-hmm. and I did all 71 in minutes. It's a grind, but I wasn't married didn't have kids at the time. So I kind of lucked out there. I can kind of do whatever I wanted, but man, you're a little bit older and you have those responsibilities and stuff. Yeah. Um, so a non hockey question: Do you ever jazz it up at church? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm the same musician no matter where I'm at. I don't think that I play the exact same kinds of things necessarily, but there are things that I'll play, and someone goes, "That sounded like a blues song." And <laughs> you know, it's just I don't know if it's just because it, they're familiar with my playing or or what, but you know, it's not like I'm trying to make it sound like that. But uh, you know, it's just well, the way I'm, it comes. I'm Catholic myself. Yeah, and I grew up in the church, so I know how the music is at mass. And I'm yeah. like sitting here going, "Man, if he's playing the organ at mass, mass is gonna be good." Yeah, <laughs> good song for sure. That's it's not the the old lady you see on the Simpsons playing. I I keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, kind of in speaking of mass and everything, I know people kind of have the mentality of you being the the organist for the blues and the Cardinals, but uh, I was going to actually ask you from the beginning of the, the podcast, what's it like being doing like the, uh, the stuff outside of the organization organizations. I know you uh, said that you're with the church and everything. And that was kind of what you did growing up going through school and whatnot. I was just kind of curious, like what you do outside of the organizations. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm full-time director of music at St. Francis of Assisi on Telegraph, South County, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do all of their music. You know, you'd be surprised how much music that is required sometimes, you know, especially during the school year, they have school masses. Um, there's different things that happen during the week, even obviously all their Sunday masses normally. And then, uh, you know, funerals, weddings, and all the other things that go with church duty. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm usually keeping pretty busy with those things. And, uh, and whenever you're the only, you're the guy, you do it all. So uh, yep. I do it all. I do get lucky. Uh, I have a couple of groups who can kind of fill in for me whenever I have games, you know, the conflict. But um, most of the time, it's just me, and um, I'm playing. But I enjoy it. I love doing it. You know, I grew up playing in a Catholic church and Catholic myself, obviously. And mm-hmm. so it's you know, getting to do what I love, but also getting to go to church at the same time. And you know, it's a kind of two birds, one stone. But I, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cause I'm I'm same as uh, Josh myself. I'm been Catholic, been Catholic all pretty much all my life, and so I can really relate to a lot of like going to mass and hearing like all the music and everything. And I've, I mean, I've had people ask me about going to different types of churches and everything. And I've I've always been a a fan of going to the church and just hearing the the kind of just the regular mass music. Uh, it's kind of nice to be able to get on with somebody and actually be able to like talk with you and be able to get your side of it all for a change. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, the, probably the place that organ is most common is the church. So, um, you know, they're always looking for, for folks. And like you said, they don't play, there's not that many people who play anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to feel like, feel like I fill that role for some, you know, for a parish or for some people and, Hopefully, just the same way as I do with Blues and Cardinals, I uplift their spirits during the Mass and uh, help to uh, brighten their days a little bit. For sure. Um. Yeah, I think you're definitely doing that. Um, like I was saying earlier, you know, and you just mentioned it, 
it seems like there's not many organ players anymore. I I'm the only person on this chat that's not Catholic myself, but I I'm a Protestant. Uh, but so I've gone to some some churches where they have organs and pianos, and they've always got a piano player, but not many have organists. Um, yeah, a little bit and, tougher. I mean, most of the piano players I know, you know, they 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 they. I don't know how much you know about a piano, but they usually have a sustain pedal on the bottom, and you can right that sustain pedal and kind of smooth things out. There is no sustain pedal on the organ, so you have to be really good, you know, with your your fingers, getting make sure that you're holding down notes, and then you have then it gets to the pedals, and they're like, nope, because you have to play with your feet too, (laughs) and where you lose a lot of piano players. So, So, oh, go ahead, go go ahead, man. Yep, I was actually with you bringing that up. There was one interview that I saw that you had with I think KSDK or uh, one of the news channels that you were getting up onto the organ with uh, for the blues and looked like you almost that is that normal that you normally take off one of your shoes or both your shoes in order to be able to uh, play the organ just to get the feel of it or I do I, I I play without shoes because the the foot pedals are about you know this wide let me see if I get it here and then you know my foot's about this wide so to play <laughs> with pedals you know you're already trying to like play at the sides of your feet a little bit as it is but mm-hmm. uh, you know, usually taking off your shoe and for me, taking off the shoes is a better way to feel it and stuff. Um, but that's kind of goes back to my training where I taught myself to play as a, as a kid. So I didn't really have the formal training. Well, lots of organists who have formal training will wear like sp- special shoes, almost yeah. like heels, which I think is kind of weird. And I know I'm not, <laughs> but I think it'd be weird walking around the concourse in my organ shoes with the heels on. So. Yep. I just wear that and I take it off mm-hmm. and I usually have some like Nikes and I'll put the Nikes on afterwards. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but, that's awesome. Steve, I know I cut you off earlier. Oh, you know, I was just gonna, you know, you're talking about the pedals and stuff, and I, I've been around organs uh, enough to know very little about them. So, you know, it's, uh, I know, like, you know, you've got the different pedals on the ground, but isn't there like a, uh, isn't there one pedal in the middle that like goes forward and back? What exactly does that do on the organ? Is that what? boost your sound or yeah and it depends per organ um for like say the one in enterprise center uh there's 32 foot pedals in the bottom which is the uh bass pedals and that usually makes up the, the low end of the of the organ sound um and then there are three main pedals in the their expression pedals what they're called in the center above those and mm-hmm. they're kind of like a car pedal if you think of it that way um and they do kind of boost the sound a little bit but they also control um, so like the organ at enterprise has like three rows of keys, three different manuals. Each manual has a different purpose. Each keyboard has a different purpose. Um, mm-hmm. and each of those pedals kind of controls one of those keyboards or oh, okay. it can control all three if, depending on what registration you're using. So they, they do have a purpose, you know, and, um, one's a crescendo pedal and that kind of like gradually turns on every stop on the organ, which is usually what I use towards the end of the goal song to make it nice and you know, as full as I can get it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> yeah. That's cool, man. I, I never could, uh, I don't know that I could ever play the organ. I, I know very little piano, but, um, you know, enough to make me to where I can play some chords, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to play with all four appendages while you're playing both feet, both hands. And then you have somebody talking in your, in your ear at the same time saying, Hey, this is what we're going to do in 30 seconds. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get really good at multitasking at that point. Definitely. How many, I don't think we asked you this, but like how many years have you been playing? Um, so probably 30, I guess. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. General. I mean, I was to give away my age. I, I started when I was about 12 years old and I'm 42. So yeah, about 30 years. And then, uh, like I said, I've been playing Cardinals or Blues for since 2007, 8, um, mm-hmm. and then Cardinals since 12, so 15 and 11, about like that, which is kind of cool. I mean, that's 26 seasons of St. Louis sports, you know. I mean, that's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, pretty neat accomplishment for you. I mean, you're going to be a legend someday, man. I mean, <laughs> think of it that way. You are going to be a legend in St. Louis sports lore. It's, it's, pretty, fun. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Well, you know, the, the the joke whenever I was a kid was, or the whatever was, who's the only man to play for the Cardinals and the Blues? And it was Ernie Hayes. And I think he played, I think he played for um, the uh, football Cardinals as well. And he might have even played for the Steamers. 
and this of course yeah. is before they have recorded music so it's really all you had was organ music at the time mm-hmm. uh, so that was pretty cool but i've also played for the kansas city royals um for a few seasons and not like full-time or anything like that mm-hmm. but you know a handful of games or so a year for special events mm-hmm. because they don't have an organist and uh that mm-hmm. was kind of cool too then you know you get to say that you got to play for the cardinals but you've also played for the american league you know the royals and i got to play for them during their their world series uh year or two in 2015 so pretty cool oh wow that's awesome yeah <clears throat> yeah um, oh sorry i was just gonna continue to ask you more about some some more intricate details about your organ man um do they mostly like is it mostly uh electronic now or is it still like just we got some analog stuff going on with the organs or yeah it's all digital and um uh not really so much analog anymore um definitely uh digital and then you know a lot of people like isn't it a pipe organ i'm like no because i mean pipes usually like um you know, just like any other metal, expand and uh, retract, you know, and depending on the temperatures and think about having it in an ice rink, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Um, I think that the old Barton organ in Chicago that they had, the old Chicago Stadium, I think they had pipes. But from what I understand, it was like in a chamber somewhere in the stadium. And then they would mic up that room where the pipes were. The pipes weren't oh. actually in the stadium itself. So that's kind of how they got away with it. And then like in like Tampa Bay. Those are all fake. They're not real pipes. They're just for show. You know, it's a Walker digital organ. So every, I think pretty much everywhere is just digital organ, and then they pipe it in through the sound system. Right. Yeah, I'd, I had been to a uh, – it seems like a lot of those pipes and stuff, and, you know, not just pipes, but even, like, at concerts and stuff, it's, like, for show now to where yeah. I had uh, – I went to a concert, and they have, like, a bunch of different, like, cabinets for guitars. Yeah. And uh, I was helping doing the sound, and – then we go back there and like all of them are empty, you know, yeah. it's, they literally just had them there for show, but, but yeah, that's cool, man. I, I really appreciate uh, what you do. And I, you know, as a fellow musician in some ways, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely admire your work, man. Hey, thanks. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I was, can I get one in real quick? Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, Jeremy, I mean, you, you said that, Who'd you say didn't have an organ? Did you say it was the Royals don't have an organ? Or... Yeah, they don't have an organist. So what is a what is a baseball or a hockey game without an organ? I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's part of going to the ballpark or going to the rink is hearing those sounds. I mean, should we get rid of Kansas City Royals baseball from the MLB until they get an organ? Like, yeah. And most places have organists on like not like baseball as much as hockey, but hockey. I mean, there's only maybe a handful of teams or more that don't have an organist. I mean, I think people think that there aren't um, that many anymore, but really it's, it's more than you think. And baseball is probably about half, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't go to a hockey game and not hear an organ. That just, if there's no organ, it's not a hockey game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But you're fantastic, man. Um, I've actually never got to go to a game live, but when I watch the broadcast on Valley, um, can definitely hear you. Um, you, you definitely made the game an experience. Even sitting in my house, uh, your contribution to the game is is known and felt. Thanks, man. For sure. Appreciate that. But I know uh, I can kind of hear the sounds in the background for you, Jeremy. Uh, if uh, with you guys getting with you guys getting uh, your well, your daughter's getting done with soccer practice and everything, I'll let let you guys get going. But it's a pleasure having you on, being able to talk with us today, and uh be able to talk some blues and cardinals. Yeah, yeah. it's Thanks great you meeting me. you, man. Yeah. You too. Right. Thanks guys. See, you, See ya. Thanks, Jeremy. No problem. <laughs> yeah, but uh one thing did also want to tell you guys uh for coming up in a couple of weeks, uh aside from Jeremy and I actually kind of a bummer that I didn't get the bring up while we were actually on the uh, interview with him was that in a couple weeks we're going to be having another interview with uh, Tom Calhoun, the uh, the PA announcer for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So that'll be another interesting one to come take a look at. If you guys aren't aren't on, for all of you listeners that are on, or even whoever's watching you on YouTube or 
Twitter, or Facebook. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to come back and be able to see the, uh, the next one whenever we're having time and all of the, uh, the episodes to come. Uh, Josh or Steve, do you guys have anything to say before we kind of close it out for the night? I was just going to say, I, I really enjoyed talking to Jeremy tonight. Uh, he, uh, seems like a great guy, super, super talented dude. Um, definitely love his work. He does a great job for the blues. So thanks again, Jeremy, for coming on. It was awesome, man. For sure. Yeah. I have to second that motion. I mean, when I, yeah, thank Jeremy for coming on, taking time out of his evening, uh, just to come spend some time with us and let us, you know, pester him a little bit with some questions, uh, for our personal, <laughs> personal wonderings. Um, and I want to thank Brandon, uh, for letting me come on and, and, and do this interview with you guys. Um, Sure. You guys told me you had him coming on. I was like, I got to find a way in. <laughs> yep. And then you were like, hey, you want to come with us? And I'm like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, so, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Uh, I know, do you guys have any kind of big shows coming up for Cardinals Chronicles or the seventh inning stretch? Oh, my gosh, man. We have – so you you came on for the All-Star game or the Home Run Derby or both. I can't remember. I, I know you were on for at least Yeah, I was on for both. I wasn't on as long for the actual All-Star game, but I was on for mostly the entire Home Run Derby. Yeah, as I say, I thought you were there for most of one of them. And uh, Steve, unfortunately, I don't I don't know if you were fully on board yet with us or if you just didn't make it. No big deal. Make the next watch party. You'll enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like ever since then, we haven't had a regular – I think we've had two regular episodes. We constantly mm-hmm. have guests on right now. Um, we had the late night Reds guys um, on on Monday, and if you guys didn't catch that or didn't get a chance, go back and listen to that. I have never had so much fun talking to Reds people before. They have some great insight, brutally honest opinions about some things. Um, we did like a twenty minute segment on ballpark food, oh, um, really? which is something I want to do. I want to do a full segment on ballpark food in the off season, um, but we did like a little. 15, 20 minute segment on our favorite um, foods because these guys have been to a lot of different parks. Uh, we got some we got some guests on tomorrow night. Um, I think we have more guests on Monday uh, with the seven day stretch. I mean, obviously the seven day stretch is it's a show we encompass a lot more because it's about the full MLB. Cardinals Chronicles is diehard St. Louis, um, so it's hard to get a lot of guests on for that. Brandon, you've come on a couple times and hopped in with us. Steve, yep. if you ever want to come in and talk baseball, you know, you're more than welcome to come on drop on, jump on with us. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're uh, Monday nights and Friday nights is the 17th stretch. Wednesdays is Cardinal Chronicles. I mean, we've always got something going on. Uh, it, it seems like it never stops now, uh, just with the growth we've had. Yep. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that is thanks to our, our teammates. So, you know, Brandon and Steve and, Everybody else in Variety Sports Network, we're constantly trying to help each other out, get things out. Um, For sure. And if you haven't, if you're big into baseball and uh, you don't know much about the East Coast teams, check out BSing Sports on um, Twitter. Yep, I excellent guys. That. Yeah, they're they're real good, um, highly intelligent. I mean, we had a great conversation with them. They were on for our trade deadline special we did. So, um, no man, we're just so busy, but. Sorry about that. You're getting a lot of the big names now, so um, you're you're kind of becoming the interview king. We're having you know other we're having other podcast guys come on, and uh, we're hoping to get Matt Carpenter in the offseason. There that's you go. That'd be a pretty big one for cool. you guys. Uh, well, I mean, he does have a, lives in his hometown, so I mean, he does have a little bit of time right now if you can uh, get him. I mean, I heard he just fractured his foot or something. So. Yeah, on a foul ball. He's going to be out until mid-September. Uh, so I'm hoping Logan starts working on that, but I'm sure he's not getting out of New York. So. Probably not. <laughs> but, uh, and speaking of what you were just saying about growth, uh, we actually just got word today that we're starting probably within the next probably week or so, we're actually going to be starting a giveaway with one of our sponsors, uh, Row One Brand. And so all you guys, probably within the next coming weeks, uh, whenever we get the information out, we're going to be having a big giveaway with uh, Row One brand. We're not exactly sure what it's going to be yet, but uh, we'll be sure as soon as we know anything, we'll be sure to transmit that off to you guys. But along with them, uh, if you guys haven't checked out one uh, Row One brand, sorry, <laughs> uh, 
They have kind of off-brandish uh, sport sports memorabilia. You can get everything from mugs, uh, shirts, apparel, nearly anything you name it. They have it for uh, sports merchandise. They do a lot of non-copyright things, so it's kind of neat to get like the unique feel of uh, memorabilia for your sports team if you want to look at check them out. Uh, whenever you're going through and checking out different things, you can pull up uh, our – we have a discount code. It's uh, VSP15. Check them out, and you can get 15 or 10% off, I believe it is, Josh. Well, so it's um, VSP15, 15% off all your um, art gallery purchases. Ah, okay. So I thought it was – so, yeah, that's about what it was. But, uh, yeah, if you put that uh, code in at checkout, you can get the percentage off. And then if you get it and not really sure if you want it or not, they have the uh, – I think they have a 30-day return policy as well. So if you guys haven't gotten a chance yet, want to check them out. It's Row 1 Brand, and uh, it's the discount code for us is VSP15. Uh, I, other than that, I didn't really have – a whole lot of other things for us really to cover. Uh, so Josh, I really want to thank you for actually coming on tonight. Um, it was, it was an awesome episode. I'm glad you were able to come on and be part of the, uh, the interview with us. Um, ha ha. Yeah. I, first off, uh, what we're all laughing about at the moment is this comment that uh, Natalie Fortner Put on here. Someone convinced my boyfriend that would be me uh, to get. Oh. Uh, so that, and then uh, we, somebody in the variety of sports says that we should definitely get opening day tickets. So thanks. I really appreciate it, uh, Josh. I. <laughs> I didn't know who she was. She was on. She was in my last show. She was messaging me back and forth. Yeah, she. So I thought maybe we said a fan. Yeah, she. Uh, she comes on. I, I tell her a lot of times whenever we have different shows and whatnot. And she watches them and gives me little tidbits whenever we're in the middle of the show and whatnot. If I'm looking like I'm getting nervous or anything, so. But yeah. Okay. It, so hold on. I want to give a shout out to Natalie then, okay, because she actually participates. And is backing you up and has your back in doing this, and she watches and she gets involved. That's awesome. You know what my wife does? And I love my wife. My wife takes care of our beautiful two and a half year old daughter who's a terrorist right now. So she gets a rest when she can. So nothing against my wife. But as soon as I get on the podcast, my wife trickles out and she takes off, leaves yeah. me alone. She doesn't even get involved. So um, yes. shout out to Natalie for having your back and, and letting you be a part of this team and supporting you and being a part of our team because. You're a valuable piece, and we love having you on board. So, shout out to her. Yeah, it's, it's a blast of being on, and uh, take her to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you guys talking about like opening game, like Columbus preseason, or like opening the actual game? opening game against? Uh, oh, I can't even remember who we're playing against. I think it's, uh, isn't it Columbus? Well, opening day. Let's oh. see. Well, preseason is Columbus. Uh, let me pull it up here, and I'll find out for sure. Um, let's see. Schedule. Natalie, I know you're watching. You probably answer this question faster than both these guys can. She said Columbus. yes. Uh, Columbus. Oh, Columbus. So, yeah, I guess we're the first preseason game, and then it's the uh, uh, Columbus as well. You, Natalie, you don't want to go to two games against Columbus. You want to have them take you to oh, the opening day game against Columbus? and then go on October 8th when Chicago's in town visiting. That's the game you really want to go to. Shut up. Columbia, she's making fun of you now. I know she's making fun of me. <laughs> hey, man, don't you live over by Kansas City? Dude, just go to the Kansas City game. Yeah, you should totally do that. I don't live close to Kansas City. Oh, you Kansas, don't. City. You Kansas City is like three hours away. I'm not making oh, that. Sorry, trip. man. Natalie, am I your favorite on BSN now? What's that? I asked her a question. We're going to see if she responds. Oh, she probably will. I will. Yeah, I will. At, she's at work right now, sitting at behind the desk. So she's probably watching on her phone. I will say, I was looking at Ticketmaster today, and uh, like preseason game um, opening tickets 
are pretty cheap, man. Like you can get like lower bowl tickets for like hundred bucks, less than that. Josh, yeah. I guess she didn't hear you because she's she says this. I asked if I would. I asked if I was your new favorite podcaster at VSN. You know, outside of Brandon, like you know, second to Brandon. <laughs> I mean, I got to be better than Logan. You heard him last night. <laughs> yeah, she got on. She's like, "Wait, I must have came in at the wrong time because that's when they, she he was going off on Yachty." <laughs> right. Oh man, bro! I found great seats for opening day, 150 a piece, but not like horrible. I got ignored. That's all right. Yeah, but all right, guys. Well, I I thoroughly enjoy having having you on, Josh. Uh, Absolutely, man. Uh, no, we'll probably be on an episode pretty soon with either Blues Notes again or the Five Hole, um, especially with the season coming up soon. We'll be getting into all the nitty-gritty stuff with the Blues and the rest of the NHL. But do uh, you have anything to kind of say before we end it? No, it was just it was great to be on, man. Josh, great to talk to you. Um, glad nice to be meet you, man. Part of you. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely it was. Dude, listen here. Preseason tickets, first game, 105, row H, right there, 96 bucks before fees. <laughs> she goes, what am I supposed to do the rest of the night? Work. <laughs> we, can do an, we, can do an open, uh, we can do an open forum. We can just stay on and watch TV and chit-chat about our lives. We could. We could. We're not going to do that. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, for real. It was a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you letting me come on. Um, I'm assuming I'm coming on with the Tom Calhoun. Um, More than likely. I mean, I, I think you know we're going to have a lot of people on for that one because I know uh, Brandon Safel, he said he wanted to be on for that one. And then I think there might have been a couple other people that said they wanted to join in on that one as well. So we might have a pretty packed uh, show for that one. We'll have to uh, actually take turns on the questions in like one, two, three, four, and when your number comes up, you ask your question. Yeah, we'll Everybody probably have to definitely answer. figure something out for that one because <laughs> it's going to be a packed house, I believe, for that show. Absolutely. But, um, before we get going, one last thing: uh, we talked about it last night, didn't we? Don't we actually have one other sponsor that you are pretty familiar with, Josh? Oh yes, because we are on the St. Louis show, so. All right, for all y'all who don't watch the Cardinals Chronicles, next time you have a birthday occasion or a school occasion or a bachelorette party or any kind of thing where you need sweets or treats, check out Triple A's Treats on Facebook. Go to her Facebook page. Look at all the different stuff she does. When I say everything she does is custom, I mean people bring her a picture or an idea, and you, you just got hit. So you better go into Triple A's and <laughs> let her know that I sent you in personally. Um, happy birthday, by the way, Natalie. But go to AAA Streets on Facebook. Check out all the stuff she does. Brandon, you should totally do it like right now while we're on so you can actually see pictures and you can wit- – I witnessed what I'm saying. Some of the most insane work I've ever seen when it comes to cakes and cupcakes. And uh, I mean, I did – for my wife's birthday, I had her do um, a dozen strawberries, t- chocolate dipped, and she covered them in like gold flake, and they were delicious and fantastic. Um she also does all the stuff for like allergy free and gluten free and AAA Streets is fantastic. They are locally owned and operated. It is somebody living out the American dream. It is she does amazing work. I've seen Cardinal stuff, Blue stuff, Oakland Raiders stuff. I mean, I've seen everything across the board that this woman does, and her work is phenomenal. She does it at a great price. Totally go check out AAA Streets on Facebook, and when you do. And when you decide to place that order, you let them, you let her know that Variety Sports Network, or you can say Josh from Variety Sports Network sent you to her. She will give you 10% off your order, and she will make sure it has every special touch she can give you and make sure it's fantastic. So trust me, I just got her birthday covered for you, Brandon. Totally hit up Artie. She will take good care of you, I promise. Got you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> but uh, I think that... With all that being said, that's going to probably conclude our show for tonight. I'm thank you, thankful for all you guys who come, came out and actually watched the show tonight that came out. I deeply appreciate it. I'm sure Josh and Steve both 
uh, appreciate it as well. But until next time, I am Brandon, Josh, and Steve. We all appreciate you being on, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. See ya. See ya.